Good. I accept it. Yes, I'm good. Well, I don't get a notification if you do. Oh, okay. All right. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are coming at you with our first villain face-off of the month, part one, part A, I guess. That's, mm-hmm. that's how we write it. Um, this is going to be an interesting one, I think. Yeah. Uh, we are putting two normal everyday guys up against each other. Yeah. They like killing people, but there's nothing mm-hmm. special about them. Yeah. I'm surprised it took this long to do like this kind of face-off. Yeah, me too. Because we're, we're always going for like bigger and better, right? Like, yeah, the Freddy versus Jason, the the fucking creatures, little, creatures. Yeah. What do we do? Rawhead Rex and Pumpkinhead. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, kicking off this villain face off for the month. We are going to be talking about Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer from 1986. Yeah. If you guys haven't noticed, I got a new webcam, so I'm looking Looking fresh on the cam. Fresh and dapper. 1080p. <laughs> I joined the 1080p club with Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we start talking about this movie, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, um, I feel like a lot. Uh, been watching a lot of movies on a lot of the lists on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, when watched the new Elvis movie nice. in theaters, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Austin Butler is Elvis. Yeah, he looks so it's, good. It's insane, man. Yeah. Uh, a very long movie, <clears throat> and it's made by the same guy uh, that did um, The Great Gatsby. Okay, cool. And like certain scenes, I was like, this like feels like the great gatsby and like after i heard that he did it and it's his first movie in like 13 years i think since the great gatsby holy shit and uh yeah it's a very good movie highly recommend it um i watched uh the pianist for the penis the, the penis <laughs> for the first time uh honestly had no idea it was a war movie mm. I think that's why I never watched it because I just thought it was about a piano player and like <laughs> his career, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty good war movie. Uh, very well made, but I don't think it's like one of my favorite from that like era. Yeah. Uh, watched the Lion King. I watched the Incredibles because you and Dennis Got me want to watch some Pixar today, so <laughs> I threw The Incredibles on. Um, very good. good. Uh, been watching a lot of Tom Hanks movies lately. Like, okay, I was talking to like my coworker. I was like, like Tom Hanks has to be like one of the best actors. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, like he's a good actor, but just his movies, mm-hmm. like he has so many of them in like the top twenty of all time on imdb yeah it's crazy so we watched it uh, catch me if you can um i like that movie i don't like it as much as other people but mm. it's, a, it's a fun movie and then for horror movies i went and watched the black phone mm. uh scott derrickson's new movie uh, i really liked it a lot yeah. uh, i have it as my third favorite of the year so nice. far 
Um, Ethan Hawke is just incredible, man. He's so good as this creepy villain. And mm. it was more like bloody and violent than like I thought it was going to be. And there was a couple of jump scares in it too. So it, it, it felt like a Stephen King like movie. Yeah. And obviously that's like Joe Hill wrote the book. So yeah. like you kind of get that feeling. Uh, I really liked it. And then I watched a horror movie on I, uh, Letterboxd top 100 horror movies or whatever. It's a movie called Demons. <laughs> um, not to be confused with another movie called Demons. Okay. This is, uh, where is it? It's also called like Shura or Shuma or something like that. It's okay. a Japanese movie from 1971. Um. The problem with like the letterbox top 100 is because like any movie that has like the horror tagline, mm. they consider it horror. Like this one did have horror elements in it, but it's basically like a samurai revenge movie. Oh, okay. Um, it was still very good. It's pretty long. I had to watch it on YouTube because like I literally tried everywhere to find it. <laughs> tried like YouTube, I tried uh our little secret uh, <laughs> uh, way of watching movies. I tried searching the Blu-ray and like nothing. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just watch it on YouTube, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was pretty good, but I don't know if I would consider it like horror, but hmm. yeah. I find that that list has like so many unheard of movies too, because it takes, mm-hmm. it takes into account like, the highest rated movies within with a certain amount of ratings on it kind of thing. Yeah. So like if any one demographic is like really pumping in the likes for it, Mm -hmm. then it automatically kind of goes on that list. Like it's not necessarily an accurate list. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like there's a lot of foreign films on there and don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of really good foreign horror movies, but like, I don't know. You watch some of them and it's just like, how the fuck did this make it on this list? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. that one that you just talked about. And the one, that one I just watched, I think it's like, it's number like eight or nine or something yeah. like that. So it's crazy. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I watched uh, this week. Nice. You watched, you? you watched more than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up until two nights ago, I hadn't watched anything. And I was like, ah, shit, I better watch something or I'm not going to have anything to talk about. Um, as you know, I've been kind of going through the Pixar movies a little bit. Uh, just kind of slowly pick my way through it. If I feel like I'm in a mood for one, I'll watch it. But uh, I do eventually want to go through all of them and then have a rankings list on Letterboxd. Um, but this week I watched Cars. Nice which uh not one of my favorite ones for sure but i wanted to watch it early just so i could kind of keep all my favorites away from the ones that i maybe didn't like very much Mm -hmm. the first time i watched them yeah so it's not like uh getting overlooked i guess i could say yeah 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 um but yeah still not a huge fan of it um and then i watched probably it's a top five Maybe, I don't know if I want to say it's top five, but it it was one of my favorite movies that I've watched this year. It's not from this year, um, but I'd never watched it before. It's called The Kings of Summer. It came out in 2013. Um, it has Sounds familiar. It has uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Um, Gabriel Basso in it. He played in uh, Super Eight and The Whole Truth, which is a Keanu Reeves movie. 
Um, but yeah, it's about these three kids who are just kind of like sick of living with their parents and they find this spot in the woods and they just build their own house and they end up living in their house, in this house in the middle of the woods. Um, and it's really fucking good, man. Like it was tagged as like stand by me meets uh super bad. Okay. Which is a really good, uh, kind of comparison to it. Cause huh. like it has a stand by me feel, but it also has a whole bunch of comedic value to it. Yeah, it has has a lot of people in it. Oh yeah, man, the cast is fucking wild. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Ron Swanson's in it. Yeah, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, yeah, Moses Arias or something like that. Yeah, Allison Brie, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, Camille, uh, Lily Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Like and like a whole bunch of very familiar faces, like Austin Abrams, yeah, uh, Marilyn Raskub, you would recognize her face, uh, Megan Mullally, yeah, just, oh, Aaron Moriarty, who's in the boys, she plays yeah. uh, what Star Starlight mm-hmm. in the boys, yeah, she's yeah. in it. I don't know, man, check it out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, okay. it was a very good watching experience. Uh, speaking of the boys, did you end up starting season three yet? No. <laughs> Are you still going to watch season one? I'm almost through season one. Oh, okay. So you are going to continue going through it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm almost done season one. Um, for the listeners, I have watched season one and two before, but I stupidly wanted to rewatch them before. <laughs> three came out and then that just never ended up happening. And yeah, here we are. It's been out for like a month now and I haven't even started it yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this heat's getting to you, eh? What? So this heat is getting to you. It is, man. Literally after work, I was like so fucking tired and exhausted mm-hmm. and like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got home today and I was like, I just had a pounding headache and I was like, oh my God, we've already pushed this episode back another day, but like, I don't want to fucking record tonight now either. Yeah. But here we are. We're having a good time. Yeah, exactly. We're sucking it up. All right. Ready to talk about this movie? Yes, sir. Let's dive on in. Like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer from 1986. Before we start, so what are you drinking? Uh, I have two drinks on the go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Bettina's boss bought us a bottle of champagne, so Ooh, fancy. we uh, popped that open tonight. Uh, yeah. And then I also picked up some beer because today was super hot and I wanted some beer. So I had drinking a Broadhead Guava Strawberry Saison, which for our non-French speaking listeners and watchers, that means a season. Yeah. 
Oh, oh shit. shit. That was frothy. Oh shit. <laughs> oh man, this mustache cracks me up. You got a big old hanger on it. There you go. You got it. <laughs> man, did you shake that? I did it. I don't know what's going on. Okay, you crack yours and I'm going to wash my hands because I don't want to be sticky this whole podcast. <laughs> um, I'm just drinking a wild cherry cottage springs vodka soda nice very good it's a nice refreshing drink on a hot ass day okay i'll be right back yeah yeah go ahead what's up the beer is good too by the way (laughs) that's good (laughs) (laughs) all right starting off the synopsis arriving in chicago Henry moves in with ex-con acquaintance Otis and starts schooling him in the ways of the serial killer. Yeah. Such a misleading synopsis, though. Is it, though? But, like, I don't know. Like, it's Becky who kind of moves in. Like, we don't see Henry and Otis move in together. They're already together whenever we meet them. Yeah, but he does teach him, though. Yeah, the ways of the serial killer. I guess it's, like, 80% accurate. Fine. I like how they word it like the way of the samurai, but it's the way of the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by John McNaughton, who did Wild Things, uh, which was a staple of my adolescence. <laughs> oh, actually? Oh, man. You never watched that movie when you were younger? No. Or specifically? I've specific- only seen it on like Knocked Up and like people uh, okay. talked about it specific scenes in that movie (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um he also did the borrower the harvest mad dog and glory none of which i've heard of either i saw the harvest has michael shannon in it though oh cool um the cast list has michael rooker as henry um he is notable for guardians of the galaxy one and two um slither Suicide Squad, Fantasy Island, The Belco Experiment, and The Walking Dead. Among oh, he's many. in The Belco Experiment? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I still haven't seen that movie. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a household name. People know him. Yeah. I think Guardians of the Galaxy really helped boost his, his uh, fame lately, I guess. Yeah. The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, he was only on like what? to because he was uh what's his face his brother Mm -hmm. then he disappears for a bit but then he comes back for a brief moment i think yeah yeah um next up i have tracy arnold who plays becky uh she's in the borrower which was directed by john mcnaughton um one episode of baywatch the shot (laughs) and the other one so not a very well-known actress no this was uh Probably the only thing I would have seen her in. Um, next, I have Tom Tolls or Towels. Uh, he played Otis. He was in Night of the Living Dead, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Miami Vice, and one of my favorite movies growing up, Warriors of Virtue. Never heard of it. Oh, man. I loved that movie when I was a kid. I feel like it'd be super shitty now, though. Yeah. What are you looking at? I was getting the box office ready. Mm. Um, and like, there's only really the three characters, but I also added Ray Atherton. 
Um, okay. he, he played the guy that they're buying the TV off of. <laughs> um, because this is his only acting credit. He's not an actor. He's a producer. Um, and he improvised most of his lines. Really? In that scene. Yeah. So I thought it was like, it was notable. Um, hmm. I, I thought it was pretty cool that he was able to just kind of go in there and just start tossing out insults the way that he did. Yeah. I mean, he had balls on him. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean he didn't really work out for him. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling we're going to talk about that scene quite a bit. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Um, but yeah, I didn't have anybody else. Like I really had to s- s- uh, scour through the fucking cast list to just find a fourth person. Yeah, because like I was like looking through as well, and like after Tom Towels, it's like blank picture, blank picture. It's like dead woman. It's like uh, <laughs> floating women. It's like yeah. girl with bottle in her mouth. It's, yeah, it's uh, like yeah. okay, yeah. That scene was fucking wild, man. Yeah, we'll the get girl. to it here in a second. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Guess it's time to talk about the movie. Let's do it. Um. So this was a first watch for you. Correct. And without like saying too much, but like, what did you think of it? Like, what what were your expectations going into it? I'll just say this. Um, It's a very overhyped and overrated movie. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it doesn't deserve the pedestal that it stands on. Okay. I think anyways. I will say my first watch as well. Like this is my second watch. Mm-hmm. My first watch, I think I, I felt the same as you. Okay. But I think the second time I appreciated more, I had a much better time with it. Okay. Yeah. I do like, absolutely. I, I was prepared to watch it a second time before we even recorded just because I've only seen it the one time, but and this is a short movie too. Yeah. It's only like 80 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the first time I heard of this movie was actually on uh, extreme more replay. Mm. I think he covered this movie. Yeah. And um, never really heard of it before. And I thought this movie was like a 90s movie, but no, it was like late 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can definitely feel it in this movie. Like this movie reminded me a lot of Maniac. Yeah. Like that feel. Like I think this movie was set in Chicago, mm-hmm. but it still felt like that like dirty grungy like old school the way it was shot like edited like everything just yeah. felt old like the original maniac right? exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel that too mm-hmm. like the music and stuff just felt very like 70s 80s mm-hmm. to me yeah um and like the first few opening like 10 minutes like it's so many kills Mm -hmm. like it's crazy like you know there's girls everywhere there's a girl in like a pond i forget the other ones but then there's a hooker like in a hotel room and it's like this slow shot of going in the bathroom and like it camera slowly like pans up her and then you see like kind of blood on her then like gets to her head and she just has this fucking bottle that's shoved in her mouth and it's like (laughs) Yeah, like in the side of her cheek. Yeah. Oh, man, it's brutal. And like I talked in my review, but like one thing I loved about this movie is how real this movie felt. Mm -hmm. Like I I can't even think of any movie where I felt like 
the the serial killer and like everything felt very real to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I talk about too. Like that, it's literally almost like it's a documentary, right? Like, yeah, you, you're following this guy around. Yeah, and this is like just his life. Like he's a normal person during the day, and he's a serial killer at night, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of these killer deaths that we see at the beginning of the movie are based off of real life kills too, which I thought oh, was really are they? cool. Yeah. Like that girl is just kind of laying in the grass. They mm-hmm. had her set up um, to lay a specific way because that's how like an actual serial killer in real life had like set her up whenever he killed her. Oh, okay. I thought that was kind of cool. It was a nice like added touch. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this movie too is, uh, Henry was like a real like person. Um, his name was Henry something Lee. And uh, yeah, he, he actually only killed three people. Um, his mom, which in this movie, you do find out he killed his mother. He stabbed her. Uh, she was like a whore. And like, he's during that scene. I love Michael Rooker, man. Like, he just felt so real and like you can feel his emotion like the way he talked to becky is like very genuine and like nice but then as soon as like the mother gets brought up you can see his persona change like that and like i think michael rooker was the perfect choice for this role Mm -hmm. yeah he did a great job he he really like how you said he really flipped the switch and like turned into this like cold sort of person yeah and you like obviously the shit he does is awful Mm -hmm. but like you understand why he's so fucked up because Mm -hmm. of the way he was raised like his mother was a whore she brought people home even when his dad was there but she just didn't give a shit and she would like make him watch and dress up in a dress and do all this fucked up shit and like beat Mm -hmm. the fuck out of him so like you understand why he goes after women yeah yeah because yeah, his dad he mentions that his dad had lost his legs so like he's not very mobile oh, okay yeah, yeah and yeah it's just a whole fucked up situation right like where mm-hmm. she's like you said she's bringing all these guys home that whole conversation like with michael rooker i thought he was fantastic in that in that conversation but it all just like happened so fucking quick like they just met each other and she's talking about how she was raped as a kid and that he talks about killing his mother and like all the shit that she did to him i'm like this is fucking not a conversation that you have with someone you just met no unless they're a therapist and even then it's going to take a few sessions (laughs) well i guess otis did bring it up to becky because when she moves in he says like i think he says that he strangled his mom Mm-hmm. But then, like, she, like, brings it up and kind of is like, oh, I should have done that. And he's like, oh, I actually stabbed her. <laughs> and then he says he shot her. And she's like, I thought you said you stabbed her. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah uh, I stabbed her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. It's It was a very, um, I don't know, it was a cool scene. But it was just, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the scene whenever otis um is following the girl from the mall and like that whole like eight to ten minutes like otis was following her or not otis 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you had me confused. I was like, did I miss something? Did I miss a whole eight to 10 minutes of this? Movie? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Henry. Henry. Um, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Like, like, I don't, I keep saying cool. It's not cool. Um, but it, it just goes back to the whole, like, we're seeing a day in the life of this guy. Like he's yeah. scoping out these women. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, we're seeing his whole process of like how he's following her home. I don't know how he chooses his women if if they look like his mother if that's what his motive is or what yeah but yeah like he follows he's parked in the parking lot he follows her all the way home he watches her like um take her bags out of the the grocery bags out of the car and like he sees her husband come out Mm -hmm. and then he kind of drives away it's like okay he's found his next victim and it's 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 i keep wanting to say cool but it's not cool it's like a I don't know. It's scary in a sense. It is, man. Because he goes there and he's sitting in the car and like you see him watch all the girls come out and he like the camera zooms in on them and Mm -hmm. like the way they act. Oh, this girl's with another person, so he can't go up to her. One girl like kind of just gets in her car quickly and leaves. And yeah, and then he follows her all the way home Mm -hmm. and then sees her husband and um you see quickly that he doesn't really like have like a really a job. Um, he kind of like might just go around finding odd jobs because he, he moves around a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, he has, he has a guy that gets some jobs, right? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's like an exterminator or what, but he has that, like that pump with the hose and he sprays it in people's yeah. kitchens and shit like that. I mean, that can't be healthy at all. Like <laughs> Jesus <laughs> no. Christ. <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, it's a good, I liked that scene where the, his boss, if you want to call him a boss, he's like, oh no, you can keep it, uh, for the next time I need you. And like, that's like a perfect segue into him being able to, to pull these kills off. Right. Like he goes up to people's doors and he's like, Hey, like, you want me to spray your house? Like, Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to give too much away for my scary scene, but like, hmm. yeah, like once he gets that sprayer like if he didn't get that sprayer do you think he would have went back to that house of the mall girl i don't know i think he's kind of he kind of had his his heart set on that one right like if he's already picked her out he's followed her home he's kind of already started planning it out he probably would have done things differently and probably made things easier for him Mm -hmm. because he didn't he didn't hear the conversation but he goes back to the house with the, the sprayer and you see them talking and she's kind of getting like worked up a bit. Cause obviously he's probably saying something like, Oh, I was hired here or sent here by someone. We have uh, proof or something that there's bugs in your house. And then mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, okay. Come on in. And then like, the thing about this movie is you don't really see any of the kill. You see Thanks. a couple of the kills. Except for the big fat guy. Yeah. And like a couple hookers that him notice kill, but mm-hmm. like for the most part, all the kills that Henry does, you don't see it happen. You just they show the body, and then you hear the audio of it happening. Mm-hmm. And I think like that was such a smart decision on the director, budget wise for sure. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like this movie costs one hundred ten thousand dollars to make. And it made in the box office six hundred and ten thousand. It was a super limited release, though, right? Because they yeah. had a lot of they had a lot of problems with the MPAA. 
Yeah. Because they originally gave it an X rating. Oh, okay. And they said this movie, and there was a couple others, that was really, um, like, they were the stepping stones for the NC-17 rating. Mm. Um, which I thought was cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they ended up getting it dropped down. Because um, he was... a. Uh, McNaughton there he was originally going to make cuts to the movie to drop the the rating down and he just said no fuck it like I'm going to release it how I want to release it well yeah it was already only 80 minutes long like yeah. how would have ended TV. up being a short film at that point yeah exactly um yeah and like in on uh Amazon Prime they have the like version they have it's like the 30th like anniversary like I forget what, what they name it, but like they make it out to seem like, you know, it's this like amazing movie and Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's definitely a very like hyped and uh, talked about movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, (laughs) what, uh, what do you think of Otis? Uh, I mean, He's obviously the biggest piece of shit to walk the face of the earth. Um, biggest piece of shit. He's such a fucking creep, man. And he's so creepy and weird and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And like his teeth are all fucked up. He's dirty. He's greasy. Uh, he's fucking. He's so creepy with Becky, who is his sister. It's disgusting. Like talking about her being a stripper and shaking her titties, and and like whenever they're at the table, like having a drink, and then she has like this like I heart Chicago shirt, mm-hmm. and and the, like Henry's like, oh, what's that say? And she's like, oh, I love Chicago. And then like Otis is just like, oh, why don't you try it on? Show us, show it off. Mm-hmm. so she's like okay and then she's like sitting there she's like oh how would you boys turn around and then she takes off her shirt has her bra and then otis like tries to peek him back mm-hmm. and she's like oh turn around it's like what the fuck like what is like i know they're brother and sister but like how close are they because i know that she was with um i don't know if i wrote his name uh her husband mm-hmm. um he actually ended up killing someone too. So he's like in jail and murder and she has a kid. Yeah. So I don't know like how close him and her and Otis are, but I mean, it gets way worse. Uh, But Otis is like, he reminded me and he kind of looks like uh, uh, Captain Spalding. Yeah. A a younger Captain Spalding. Yeah. 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 And like, it's ironic because he's in those movies as well, Mm -hmm. but um, he, every scene that he was in, I was just cringing the whole time. Yeah. Cause like just the way that he looks and the way that he talks and the way that he acts, it's just like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like this guy, (sighs) I said in my, in my ratings, I talked about the acting and like he had some of his shining moments, but there was other times like, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm going to save it, but I don't know. Like he just felt like, like <laughs> I don't want to see you on screen anymore. But is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Well, and that's what I was just about to get <laughs> to because I talk about his acting and I'm just like, in my review, I didn't think that the acting was good outside of Michael Rooker. But yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, like his acting was good. It was just the script that was fucking terrible. 
for yeah. a, for a lot of his shit. Yeah. And even Becky's stuff too. Like their script was just bad, but yeah. I guess his acting was good because I just <laughs> uh so like um another question I have after this scene, but him and Henry go out for some beers and they're in like a car, they have some hookers in the back. And then I think it Henry, I didn't really notice, but I think Henry is in the back and he ends, I think he kills his hooker first, I think, right? So, or does yeah. he reach up to the front and snap her neck? And then Otis is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that's how it went. So what, what makes you think that like Henry trusted Otis or kind of like took him under his wing? Like, what do you think made him decide like, oh, I can trust this guy or I want to like teach him how to do this? I don't really know because we don't really or do you think he just kind of like took a chance maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe they had talked about it before and it was like kind of off screen like it wasn't part of the story yeah like because we don't know why otis was in jail right because that's how henry and otis met each other was in jail yeah so like maybe otis killed somebody because we never learned why he was there right so i don't know maybe they talked about it while they're in a jail cell together yeah but I mean, in this scene, Otis is like shocked. He's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> he just got dragged into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then like, they dump the bodies in the grass and Otis is like, what the fuck? Like, we're going to get caught. And Henry's just so calm because he's done this for however long. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we're not going to get caught because no one cares. No one's going to find out. Mm-hmm. And like, definitely at that time in the early 80s, I guess it would have been like mid early 80s but like they didn't have the technology to they didn't have uh dna tracing at this time they didn't Mm -hmm. have like any of that stuff so it was probably easier to get away with that kind of stuff yeah like think about how many cold cases there are from back then right Uh they just kind of gave up on the search and then uh at a certain point it kind of feels like to me that the roles kind of change a bit Like with Henry and Otis. I think, yeah, as Henry and Becky start hanging out a bit more, um, he's he seems to tame down a little bit, I guess we could say. Yeah. But I mean, every time every time we see a killing after the the prostitutes, like it's always Henry and Otis together. For right? sure. But I feel like Henry is like, I don't know, he's he wants to do the killings, but it seems like Otis is the one that's getting off on doing them. Mm. He's the one getting excited and like, especially with this uh, after we'll talk about after after actually. Well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think because they have two different motives, right? Otis is doing it for the thrill. Whereas Henry's doing it because of the emotional trauma that he experienced as a child. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think Henry's ever really gotten off on doing it. Yeah. Otis is just in it for the fucking fun of it. He's just in it for the thrill. Oh yeah. Just especially the one the one kill after uh, the TV uh, salesman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So uh, after they kill the hookers, they go back to the place, and Otis ends up smashing his TV or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, the TV uh, salesman scene, and the uh, the back warehouse. I thought it was a great scene. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, this like salesman, he's like trying to sell him a TV. Like, all right, you can have this one. It's uh, twelve inch, uh, <laughs> non color. He's like, how much you guys got? They're like, oh, we only got fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I can do this one for fifty bucks. And it was just like, oh man, I want color. We need color. <laughs> it's gotta have color. <laughs> like in the salesman, he's like kind of an asshole, but I mean, like he's kind of in like the right because like these yeah. two are they have no money. Mm-hmm. Like, where are they coming from? He's the one that's selling yeah. stolen merchandise. This whole conversation was so good. It was my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Cause then they're like, uh, well, how much for a color? And he's like, oh, like 150 or something like that. Yeah. And then they see the camcorder and they're like, oh, how much for that? He's like, oh, add in another 75 and I'll give you that too. Yeah. So they're like running up a tab of like 225, 250 bucks. And yeah. they're like, nah, we'll just take the little one. Yeah. And then like the guy fucking freaks out. He's like, what the fuck? Like, you waste my time here. Like, Mm-hmm. offering your prices and stuff like i think one of like 600 bucks one time for like <laughs> yeah uh some big bundle of stuff yeah and he's like you either get the fucking 12 inch or the fucking 17 inch <laughs> what one do you want and then like they just fucking snap and yeah uh i forget who starts it i feel like i think this... henry henry starts it because he takes oh, one course. of the he takes like an input jack and he like stabs yeah. him in the hand with it yeah and then like Otis starts fucking like choking him and stuff. And like, I don't man, this movie, like the kills, it just felt so real. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I don't want to say too much, but yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like you said, Otis starts choking him and then Henry takes that prong again and keeps stabbing him, but yeah. it's plugged into an electrical source. <clears throat> so every time he's stabbing him, the guy's getting electrocuted at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And like the guy that like, is getting killed like just like the way he's like screaming he's like yelling mm-hmm. he's like still alive and they just keep stabbing him over and over again mm-hmm. and then like the final shot i just i love so it, man. good man I love so it. good just grab the little tv smash it over his head and like then like i think henry's like oh otis turn it on or something like that turns the tv on and just fucking like yeah so do you think that your next took the blender scene from this movie? Because possibly the like whenever I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, that reminds me so much of that blender scene. Just because she smashes the blender over his head and then turns it on, so it's kind of like the same sort of thing, yeah. right? Like smashes the TV. Of, uh, Dream Warriors. Oh yeah, that too. I think Dream Warriors came out after this. Yeah, I think so. Because that was like early 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. But uh, yeah, I love that whole scene. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so now they have the camcorder. They stole the camcorder. I, I think they stole a TV, obviously, because they have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're, like, they're recording everything. And yeah. like one of the things they record, I think they like, I was kind of confused by this scene, but they're like in the park in the bushes and there's like 
I think homeless guys fighting over a sandwich <laughs> and they had, the homeless guys end up like stabbing the other homeless guy a bunch. Yeah. And there's like sitting in the corner, like uh, recording, Otis recording and like Henry's eating a sandwich. <laughs> and then like, I think Otis says something and Henry, like with his like knowledge, he's just like, fuck, I forget what he says during that scene. I don't remember. Um, but uh, do you want to go into the probably the most Serbian scene for me in it? Uh, the family, the yeah, the family. Yeah. So, um, before that, like they're they're just fucking around with the the camcorder in the house and shit like that. And there's a whole improvised scene of them just dancing around and whatnot. And then, yeah, we see them in this family's house and. Uh, the husband's tied up and he's on the ground. And then I think it's, is it Henry or Otis that brings the woman in? I uh, think it's Henry and Otis is holding the camera, right? No, Otis has the girl and he's it like is. fucking like trying to like touch her and feel her and stuff. Yeah. And he like rips her top open and then like takes her bra off and he's trying to go down into her pants and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden their kid comes home and he's like a teenager yeah and he sees what happened what's happening and then henry chases after him and starts fighting him uh and the kid's like he's holding his own for a little bit and then henry just ends up snapping his neck and then otis snaps the wife's neck just like out of nowhere just snaps her neck and then they beat the fuck out of the the husband do they snap his neck too no they stab him a bunch right yeah yeah but yeah it is a very disturbing scene it's because it's all shown on like the camcorder Mm -hmm. And then, like, I love it because, like, it zooms out and, like, Otis is watching it. And then, like, he rewinds it. And then, like, Henry's like, what are you doing? And Otis is like, I want to watch it again. Yeah. It's like, so Otis Otis is the one is, like, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. They're both fucked up. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Otis is definitely getting his rocks off by doing this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if this was during the homeless person scene, but I do have, like, a quote between them. Uh, Henry, he says, if you shoot someone in the head with a 45, every time you kill somebody, it becomes like your fingerprint. See, but if you strangle one, stab another, and one you cut up, and one you don't, then the police don't know what to do. They think you're four different people. What they really want, what makes their job so much easier, is pattern. What they call a modus operandi. That's Latin. Bet you didn't know any Latin, did you, kid? That was just like big fucking deal. <laughs> and Henry's like, what? Nothing. It's like a trail of shit, Otis. It's like the blood droppings from deer you shot. And all they've got to do is follow those droppings. And pretty soon they're going to find their deer. Why don't you use a gun? You can use a gun. I'm not saying you can't use a gun. Just don't use the same gun twice. Mm. And like, I don't know, I love the whole movie. Otis, or Henry is like teaching Otis about this. But then like Otis kind of gets too overwhelmed with it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the scene uh, when they're driving and Otis is like with the video camera. Like I like I laugh so much at Otis because like yeah. he's hanging with the camera like, oh, look at this girl. Look at the girl. She's she's fucking look at that skirt. I love it. And then like <laughs> he smashes her car and Otis freaks out. He's like, what you fucking did and like tosses the camera. out. And- yeah. Sorry, I'm changing one of my scores at the end because of that quote that you just rhymed off (laughs) 
Um, but that scene with like the family, like I think the way this movie was shot is what makes it so much better for me. Mm. Like it, it, it feels, feels like a like, documentary. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing shit. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a found footage movie, but like not actually a found footage movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really only the kills like with Otis and uh, mm-hmm. Henry. Um, so yeah, this is a short movie. So I guess well, kind of not the last scene, but one of the last scenes with Otis and mm-hmm. uh Becky and them. Um, so Becky and Henry are at home together and Otis leaves somewhere to go to work or something like that. And then like the whole movie, you kind of get this like weird relationship with Henry and Becky, like right mm-hmm. at the bat. They like kind of have feelings for each other, but not really. I don't know. But then. Um, she definitely likes him, but I think he has reservations because I don't think he's ever experienced love because he's always had this hate on for women because of his mother yeah so i think he just like he doesn't trust women he doesn't know what to do around women all he's ever known is to kill women right and he and he has these feelings for becky and he just doesn't know what the fuck to do with them uh so he's about to leave and then like becky grabs him brings him into like the room and they start like kissing and stuff and she has her shirt off and then otis comes in and like (laughs) <laughs> like i agree with you like the acting isn't great but like just the way he acts is so good because he's so creepy and like he just like opens the blinds and like is standing like against the door like did i interrupt and it's like dude that's your sister yeah like what I, the fuck man <laughs> it's, it's like he wants to watch yeah and so he interrupts them obviously and they're like looking at each other like kind of like pissed and she puts a shirt on and then like i don't know why henry left because like if i was henry and like got that uh emotion and like stuff from otis i don't know i'd feel like kind of weird at it man Mm. but he leaves and um what did you think of henry like during these last scenes like because the real life Henry, he killed three people, but then when he was in jail, he he said he killed like six hundred people. Yeah, but he really didn't. He was making it all up. So, like, do you think in this movie? Do you think, which is kind of weird? I was thinking about it, but like with American Psycho, like, did he actually kill the people in this movie? Or was that just what he wanted to do and didn't actually do? No, I think he actually killed. Because I'm, and like in this final scene, like, do you think it's Becky that is kind of actually no? Because we know what happens in the very end. <sighs> but like before that, in this scene, did you think that Becky kind of changed his mind, or do you think he actually did kill that old lady? No, I don't think he killed the old lady because like you could tell he was thinking about killing the store clerk. And then I thought for sure he was going to kill the old lady and her dog and he never ended up killing her. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think he's starting to, I don't know if it's Becky or if it's the way that he sees Otis now, Mm -hmm. like how Otis is kind of fantasizing about it. Yeah. Um, 
but you can see that there's changes happening, right? Like where he's able to hold back those, those feelings of, mm-hmm. or maybe because like these people don't fit the profile of the type of people that he wants to kill. Yeah, actually I can see that because like, yeah, the, you know, she's like an old lady. She has like mm-hmm. this dog and I really like this interaction between them because mm-hmm. like it was very creepy from Henry because you know what, like he's a murderer, but mm-hmm. Like he's just asking her about her dog. She's like, "Oh, it's a mutt," and then she's like, "Oh, I have to go. Have a good night, sir." And he's like, "Good night." And then she like walks out the alleyway, mm-hmm. and like it's very dark. And he's walks to the end, like looks at her, and then doesn't go up there, just walks away. Yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, while this is happening, mm-hmm. oh dear, Henry comes back, and I mean this this scene was was fucking a doozy for me man like like i don't know man like i keep saying but this movie felt like wait uh oh he comes back and like otis is raping his sister like Mm -hmm. it's i don't know what came over otis like i don't know man like what do you think like is going through his head man I don't know if it's because like he wants to be with Becky and him seeing her and Henry the way that they are. Um, he obviously goes into like a fit of jealous rage or like if he thinks, or maybe he thinks that like, if, she, if he does this with her, then Henry's going to back off and like not want to be with her or something like that. I don't know, but there's, there's obviously like some sort of jealousy and you see like small inklings of it throughout the movie between Otis uh, or with Otis um, when he's watching Henry and Becky. Uh, and there's one scene too, like we didn't mention it earlier, but like Becky cooked them supper and then Otis asks her to grab, grab him a beer and she brings it back to him and he grabs her arm and he tries to like pull her in for a kiss. Oh yeah. And Henry grabs him by the back of the head and he's like, that's your fucking sister. Like yeah. don't, don't treat her like that or something like that. Um, so like we see this throughout the movie with Otis and just the creepy incestual vibes that he gives off. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he was drunk in this scene too, so that might have been a tipping point for him. Yeah. But was the stuff that started we started acting like this towards Becky? Was this after the initial kills with the two hookers? Like, do you think Henry kind of had a part? in it by opening up this side to otis yeah maybe just opening up like this animalistic vibe yeah Mm. because like yeah like this scene is it's fucked up and like he's like full-on raping her she's trying to get out and like it's pretty disturbing shit and then like henry comes home and he just like goes animal mode and yeah he just goes up fucking kicks him he's like that's your fucking sister, man. And like, he's struggling with Otis because Otis is a big man. Like, mm-hmm. He's a big dude. And uh, this like fight scene kind of caught me by surprise. Like they're struggling. Then all of a sudden Becky grabs like this. I don't know if it was a pen or like yeah. a knife or something and stabs him in the eye. But that was like the worst fake head I've ever <laughs> seen in the movie. <laughs> I mean, uh it, it beat Velocipaster, but I mean it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But she stabs him in the eye and then he's like freaking out. And then like uh Henry just like fucking stabs him a bunch. Yeah, I feel so bad for Becky. I don't know, man. She seems 
hurt and distraught that like he killed Otis, but mm-hmm. like this kill, he had a reason for doing it. Yeah. And he did it to save her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And to save himself. Cause Otis was going to stab him with a broken beer bottle. Oh, and yeah. then that's when, that's when Becky stabbed him in the eye. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, uh, she had a part in, in his death, too. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, so, yeah, he Otis is dead, and Becky's, like, freaking out, like, what are we going to do when Henry, like, he's he's a pro at this point. Mm-hmm. He just grabs him and brings him into the, bit, into the bathroom and, like, uh, has him over the tub and, like, is cutting off his head, picks up his head, <laughs> puts it in the garbage <laughs> bag, and, like, man, it's... I don't know, man. It's so good. And he's just cutting off the body parts. And then like it shows them taking the body out in suitcases and bags and they drive off and um, they're kind of talking about like their future. Like, what are we going to do? And uh, Henry's talking about how his sister has a home, a farm in San Bernardino and that they can go there. And then she can like call her daughter to get come out there. Like, at this point, what did you think was going to happen? I honestly thought that he was like reformed at this yeah, point. Me too. I yeah, I thought that he was going to be a changed man. They were going to kind of live happily ever after, but yeah, not quite the case. Yeah, even whenever she said "I love you" and he's mm-hmm. like, "I guess I love you too." Yeah. I was like, okay, we're making progress with Henry here. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought, honestly thought like we were going to, and they stop at a hotel and mm-hmm. they don't really, sh- like they don't show any of the kills with Henry just by himself. No. Which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, they leave the hotel. Then in the morning, you just see him get in the car by himself. And I was like, did he kill Becky? And then he's like going down the road and pulls over. And, like, I don't mean the way this was shot, I, I loved it, man. He just, like, gets out, quiet, opens the trunk, and, like, some music plays, and he yep. fucking killed her. Yep. They don't have to say anything. Well, he pulls the suitcase out of the trunk, and it's, yeah. like, it's got some and blood like, on it. Yeah, and, like, just that. Like, there's no dialogue or, like, anything telling me what is happening. Mm-hmm. like this movie doesn't like force feed you anything which like i love like you just see it and you're like fuck man mm-hmm. killed becky <laughs> and like he, i love that he's like waiting for the cars to go by yeah like he opens the trunk and they hear a car and he's just like waiting there it goes by he like looks up takes the suitcase out has a little bit of blood on it places it in a very sp- specific way mm-hmm. he doesn't try hiding it at all it doesn't hide any of his bodies. No. Which is fun. Well, Otis's they do. They dump Otis's body in the river. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry but I mean, that's that. the only one that we see him try and hide. Everyone else, he just leaves them where they are. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I was kind of disappointed that they wasn't happy ending. <laughs> but, <laughs> I guess he's going on killing people. Yeah. And we found out during our research with this movie that there's a part two. That came I, out, I was very confused by that. Came out 10 years later. You didn't see it on IMDb, but I did. I don't Is know. Is it an it's... actual legit thing? Yeah. Like it has Michael Rooker in it? No, no, no. It's not Rooker. Oh. Oh, Henry too. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. 4.9. Huh. 
So like not a terrible rating, not a good rating, but for IMDb standards, it's not terrible. I don't get that. Why would you make a second movie? Well, because this one had like a cult success. So I guess, but man, that kind of pisses me off, man. Crazy. And the plus side, nobody knows about it. So I didn't. um yeah that's uh pretty much it yeah that was anything else that we missed that you wanted to bring up or talk about um i don't think so most of it cool all right well that's the way the blood splatters yeah not much else to use for that one this time (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna go first with this one all right, yeah. Because you have succeeded in making me bump my rating up. <laughs> After our discussion throughout this movie, I originally had my story at a three. Um, I understand that, actually. But throughout this discussion, right now, I bumped it up to a five. Okay. Um, I didn't change my write-up. I originally said I honestly don't understand the hype surrounding this movie. It's not bad, but people have this on such a high pedestal, and it's a pretty mediocre storyline that that's less inventive than most movies of this horror sh- subgenre. Uh-huh. Um, I'm guessing at the time it was a pretty revolutionary ser- serial killer movie because it shows them going about their everyday lives and shows them just being people in society. But I don't know why I took that as a negative thing. Yeah, because it is an innovative sort of thing, right? Like we're just seeing this guy and Otis living out their lives. Mm -hmm. It's like we've said it throughout this episode. It literally it played like a documentary. Yeah, it was like the rise of Leslie Vernon, but (laughs) with like a more straight to the point sort of plot line. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's nothing special about the story like Mm -hmm. there's no supernatural aspect there's no no twists and turns that they have to show it's just a straight bold line of Mm -hmm. a serial killer yeah and yeah i mean i did enjoy the movie i just didn't think that it deserved to be in that high of regard but yeah i don't know i i think on a second watch i'll be like you like it'll be I think it'll be a lot higher of a rating. Yeah. I think it's a perfect mm-hmm. runtime too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my quality, I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. I said the only acting that wasn't laughable was from Michael Rooker and, <laughs> and Ray Atherton, who wasn't even an actor. Um, I said Tracy Arnold and Tom Towles were terrible. And maybe we can attribute this to the God awful script that they're given, but Holy shit. Um, but Tom Towel, like he, he succeeded in giving you that cringe factor. Like we already talked about, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it was the delivery of his lines or if it was just that his lines were so shitty, just some of the stuff. It was just like, ah, like that was so poorly written. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I said Rooker was chilling in most of his scenes and he played a quiet recluse really well. Uh, The gore and the violence were very well done also. And I absolutely loved uh, Atherton's death like that was a that whole scene was fucking yeah. top top tier for me I loved it yeah um so yeah story five out of ten quality six out of ten all right all right I like it uh so for me I gave the story a six out of ten 
Okay. Um, I said it was not much of a story, but it does a good job of showing you just like a basic sadistic serial killer in the most real way I've ever seen. Mm. And like, honestly, like it, it did feel like I was watching a documentary. Um, yeah. Just really well made. Uh, I said the writing was good, but I think like, just like it might've been like the delivery of the lines for me. Like I thought Otis was fucking hilarious <laughs> and like, um henry didn't really have much dialogue he was just like michael rooker was just a stoic like serial killer like i don't know man stoic that's a good word for yeah but like becky she didn't really have much she was just kind of there to have like another character maybe um and to bring like the story forward but uh yeah i thought like the ending was really good like i legit thought that it was gonna get a happy ending and then you get that final scene, and I love that. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, quality given eight out of ten. Um, I said that the way this was shot and edited was fantastic. It felt very real and reminded me of Maniac uh, from whenever the original one. Yeah. Um, I thought Michael Rooker was amazing, and I thought the acting from Otis and Becky was decent as well. I thought the score was really great as well. I really like the score of this movie. Mm. Uh, so actually sorry go ahead six out of ten and eight out of ten yeah there was one track in the score and it reminded me so much of a nightmare on elm streets score and i wish it been the beginning yeah i wish i would have pinpointed exactly when it was i think it was closer to the beginning though yeah i just i found like it had that same feel as a nightmare on elm street which is kind of crazy because i'm pretty sure Nightmare was like what, like eighty? It was around this time, I think, wasn't it? We should know this. It was eighty-four, so two years before this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anywho, all right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is an effective, chilling profile of a killer that is sure to shock and disturb. Not giving you much, but it's not. What, do you, what do you think the critics scored it? I know this was a highly rated movie for what it is. I'm going to go 84. You're close. 89. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, on 63 ratings and an average score of 7.9 out of 10. Um, most notably, though, Roger Ebert loved this movie. Really? Which is shocking to me. <laughs> wow, all right. Did yeah. you have his write-up at all? Uh, no, but uh, just give me a sec here. Uh, That's awesome. I only read it on the INDB. Oh, another cool thing. Michael Rooker was working as a janitor when he auditioned for the part and he went to the audition in his janitor's uniform. And that's his real life janitor uniform that he wears throughout the, the movie. That's hilarious. And he only, <laughs> he only had one jacket at the time. So before every kill, he took that jacket off so that he wouldn't get the fake blood on it. That's amazing. Um, Henry, Re- Henry Lee Lucas is the real life killer. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Where the fuck did I see that Ebert loved it? There's the ghosts again. I know. What the fuck? Is- did you lie to me? No, I swear I read it somewhere. I don't know. 
Throughout the film, any sound of a neck breaking is really a styrofoam cup being crushed near the microphone. Um, I don't know. I know that I read it somewhere. Oh, here. I, I, I got it. Okay. You know, oh, come okay. out in the clutch and get it. Okay, perfect. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, he gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, his writing is like fucking long, so. Yeah. Yeah. 3.5 out of five is good for him. For a horror movie, anyways. Yeah, I guess at the the Telluride Telluride Film Festival, where I saw Henry in September 1989, some said the film was too violent and disgusting to be endured. I, I could see that at that time, like mm-hmm. at that kind of film festival. Yeah. Others said it was justified because of its uncompromising honesty and world where most horror films cheapen death by trivializing it. The division seemed to be between those who felt the film did its job. Wow, excuse me, that was rude. <laughs> uh, job brilliantly, and those who felt this job should not have been done at all. Yeah. Mm. And he thought organic theater veteran Tom Towles plays the equally chilling role of Otis, a casual friend who drifts into murder, and Tracy Arnold is Otis's sister. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, What's the, the o- audience? Uh, Seven. <laughs> the audience score was 71% okay. on 10,000 ratings and an average score of 3.7 out of 5 or a 7.4 out of 10. So not bad. Uh, letterbox. I always find letterbox is very similar to uh, like the uh, average rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. Uh, I give it a 4 out of 5. And honestly, after the discussion, like I want to watch it again and rate it higher, but yeah, <laughs> I think I'll stick with that. Uh, you had a three. Mm-hmm. Would you keep it at a three after this? I might bump it up to 3.5 for now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jensen from the Fright Crew also gave it a four out of five, and Slashing Captain gave it a 2.5 out of five. See, I'm uh, surprised he didn't like it. Yeah, me too. And not many reviews from like people I follow on Letterboxd. So. No, I didn't have a lot either. But yeah. Cool, cool. All right, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. All right. What did you give it for a scare rating? You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last two movies... We thought we were picking the scary movie Mm. and lo and behold, the scary movie we pick is Henry Portrait of a Serial (laughs) Killer. (laughs) I give it a seven out of 10. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I said this movie generally made me feel easy the whole time watching it. One of the most realistic serial killer movies I've watched. Some of the kills were very violent and brutal. Mm. Even though you didn't see them like happening from Henry. Mm. The only one you see is Otis. Well, and in the family. Okay. okay, In the, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But like the one for like just him by himself, like the ones that begin, you don't see happening. You just hear like the audio happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really go into like the the mall girl's death. Like, 
you oh, see yeah. you see her like on the couch she's like dressed up so like do you think he put those clothes on him or like made her put those on because she's wearing like kind of like lingerie yeah unless he like caught her at nighttime and no, then, like she... she had like these like marks on her what do you I think, think that was from i think they were cigarette burns oh fuck yeah yeah i think he was putting his cigarettes out on her shit because at first i was like Maybe he like sprayed her with his spray stuff and it was like a chemical reaction. That's what reaction. I was thinking too, but yeah. But they were like just perfect circles like on her chest and like a few were on the side of her face. So I think they're cigarette burns. Fuck, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe his mom would put her cigarettes out on him. So this is kind of wow. like a... Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm digging it. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah so it's seven out of ten which is uh pretty high um scariest scene i had the scene of him following the girl from the mall okay like there's nothing like that happens in that scene but it's just so creepy like i don't know, man like i've said this a billion times during this movie but like it's so real like you the the way the camera is, there's no dialogue. There's no, there's a little bit of music, but like you just see him following her. And then like with him going up with the, the sprayer and just she lets him in his house. And then you're mm. like, fuck, man, you just let him right in. Yeah. yeah. Different times, man. Nobody would do that this Very day. Very different age. times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then what is survive? I said, well, I'm not a whore, so yes, I would survive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. You're a man whore. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my scare rating, I give it a 3 out of 10. Um, I said the gores and the kills were good. I liked how Henry just seems like a regular guy until we see what he's capable of. Uh, I said Otis was super fucking creepy, like his ancestral vibes and like the comments that he makes and just the way that he looks, his overall appearance and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from, where like everything just feels super real. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It didn't, didn't, I don't know. I didn't find it overly scary. I mean, scary is like, yeah, weird. it's a weird term. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you define scary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you were getting at, though. Uh, my scary scene, I said when they killed a family just because of how like relentless they were and how easily they were just like able to do it. Like not a care in the world. Just like, oh, snap your neck out, snap your neck. I'm going yeah, to just like stop fucking with them you. the whole time. Yeah, it reminded me of funny games that scene. Right? Like mm-hmm. how they're just like constantly like fucking with them the whole time. Do you think I mean sure I brought this up when that we're talking about it, but during that scene, Otis, after he kills the girl, he starts taking off her dress and is like going down to her, her vagina. Mm-hmm. And then Henry is like, Don't fucking do that, Otis. Yeah. And then like what do you think that is with henry like i think he's just oh with henry well because if otis like because otis probably would have oh yeah fucking had sex with her but uh, that's leaving 
more evidence on the scene, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And and like I said before, like Henry's not doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Like he has a motive, like he has his reasons for doing it as fucked up as they are. He has his reasons. Otis is just doing it for fun, man. Like yeah. he's he's just gonna kill this girl, and that's his his meal ticket to get his dick wet. Yeah. Which is absolutely disgusting, but I think that's just, I don't know. It's it's an easy target for him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She's not yeah. gonna fight back. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Henry just like he wants to go in, he wants to get the job done, and he wants to get it. Mm-hmm. Leave no evidence, just in and out. And that that kid almost beat him too. Yeah, he did for sure. Um, my uh, sorry, I already did scary scene. Would I survive? I said I could think. I think I could take Otis because he's new to the killing scene. Uh, but Henry's a seasoned vet, so I don't think I could take him out. All right. I like your idea though. Yeah. Not, I mean, not a, not a Bettina whore. did say I am a whore, so. You know. <laughs> Did she watch the movie with you? No. She watched the ending of it, but yeah. I mean, I'm guessing Sarah didn't watch it with you. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's that time. Loomis's villain evaluation. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. If you're a new listener, this is the part where we rhyme off our six characteristics i got it wrong last time so i had to make sure i got it right this yeah you did (laughs) um six character traits for the character that we're talking about or the villain that we're talking about um we use the D &D format so we go with strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and uh charisma we rate them out of 30 and then we average out our scores and at the end of our episode next week we're going to see who would come out victorious based on this theory all right. You want me to go first? I can go first. If it's, I mean, if it's easier for you. Yeah, it's good. Uh, before I do, Uh-oh. I was obviously very excited to do this, mm-hmm. but now after watching this movie, I'm even more excited because obviously i very biased towards uh, <laughs> Patrick Bateman. Yeah. But after I watch this movie, I am just very excited to see who wins and i really don't care who wins so okay yeah wow uh i think it might be very close but i mean we'll see we'll see (laughs) uh all right so for strength i give a 12 out of 30 okay Uh, i said henry's just an ordinary man he goes after women and uses surprise to get their upper hand um as he did with otis but he did have some help from Becky. So like, I think if Becky wasn't there, I think Otis would have killed Henry. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so like, he's just an ordinary guy. Like he's not very big. Uh, yeah. So 12 out of 30. Okay. For dexterity, I gave a 15 out of 30. 
Um, I said he hides and uses his quiet demeanor to seem non-threatening. Uh, it doesn't really show any dexterity, like, really. Um, so, yeah, 15 out of 30. Constitution, kind of the same. I said 16 out of 30. He doesn't show anything to prove that he has lots of constitution. He seems like a normal dude who is, I mean, in shape, but, like, nothing that you see. Because you don't really see him doing the kills, so you don't see how, like, how tired he is after or anything like that. So, um and for intelligence, I gave a 10 out of 30. I said he's not too smart, but I mean, he's avoided capture for at least a few months. It doesn't really show like the timeline in this movie, so you don't know how long he's been doing this for. Yeah. It's kind of hard to base the stats off that. Uh, for wisdom, I gave a 20 out of 30. 30. Third day. Third day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, outside of murdering people, he doesn't show that he has any wisdom um, because he just sprays bugs. Not that hard of a job. Uh, but when he is killing, um, I thought my nose very fast. So I don't know if I can put it right sometimes. Uh, when it comes to killing, he's like untouchable. Like he just does it so easily. Uh, he teaches Otis. Uh, to kill and when you think that like he's done he's like moved on with that killer instinct um so like when like the killing part he's like very smart and uses his like previous kills like i don't know we said that line that we tells us with the gun and stuff like that like yeah very smart dude when it comes to killing and for charisma i said a nine out of thirty um if it was Otis, that would be a very different score. <laughs> but like Henry is just very quiet and he doesn't say much at all, except when it's like with Becky and when he's uh, teaching Otis about how to kill. Yeah. So nine out of 30. Okay. What about you? Okay. For my strength, I gave him a 14. Uh, I said he's just a normal dude. I'd say he's probably more on the stronger side of your average everyday person, but it's still not anything like crazy. Like, I feel like he's got that, like, I don't want to say like farmer strength, but like he, he's an, uh, like a, like a journeyman almost. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like once you like get into, cause everyone has it. Like once you get into like that fighting mode in mm-hmm. like the thrill of it, like adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, dexterity, I gave him a six. Uh, <laughs> I said, we don't really see anything to really fill this in within the movie, but given his body type and slow movement, I'd say slightly below average for, uh, for agility. Yeah. I mean, I get that because I really had no idea what the score. Yeah. I was just going off of like the way that he looks and stuff and like the way he walks and moves mm-hmm. around, like everything's very slow moving. Uh, constitution and endurance. I give him a 12. Uh, I said, it takes a certain amount of endurance to murder multiple people, but we do see him tire out at the end and like need to catch his breath uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit. Like even whenever like the whole family scene happens and then like his fight with Otis, like, you know that he's he's not superhuman with with his endurance yeah um intelligence i gave him a 10 
I, same as me. Yeah. I said he seems dumber than a bag of bricks, but he's also never really gotten caught. So he obviously has enough intelligence to cover his tracks. Yeah. He's very weird. eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he doesn't seem like a smart guy. Book smart anyways. Yeah. Uh Oh, my, my battery's dying on my laptop. Oh shit. Plug that in. My thing's upstairs. I got 20%. Oh, shit. Uh, Wisdom, I gave him a 16. I said, there's nothing why... Or wait, actually, no, I changed this from before. (laughs) I had it very low before. What did you have it before? A two. (laughs) What? (laughs) A two? (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe if it was Otis, yeah. My my write-up here, let me read the write-up that I had. I said, there's nothing wise about this dude. He hacks and slashes without any real planning and usually leaves his victims where he kills them. Um, but <laughs> That's like the lowest score for that movie. I don't know. Whenever I was typing it up, I was like, this guy's not wise. But All right. that line and like our discussion and whatnot, it made me it made me realize that there's a lot more to him than meets the eye with the whole wisdom thing. Like he He's not book smart, so he doesn't have that intelligence factor, but he's very street smart. So I think that street smart street smarts plays into the wisdom aspect. I'm sorry, I got distracted by your two out of 30. <laughs> what was your final score you gave them? 16. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. So I bumped it way up. Uh, Charisma, I gave him a 14. Okay. I said he's very quiet and mysterious, which could be attractive to some people, aka Becky. Um, because he wins her over very quickly, uh, and has her telling him her biggest secrets after only a few days of them knowing each other. Um, and that guy that he works for, like, really seems to like him and trust him and like wants him to keep working for him. Yeah. So he has people in his corner for sure. All right. Um, I have all the scores averaged up. All right. right now. I feel like we're pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, we were close enough in quite a few of them. Uh, for strength, it averaged out to 18. Uh, dexterity, 10.5. Excuse me. Constitution, 14. Intelligence, 10. Wisdom, 18. And Charisma, 11.5. All right. So, I middle, think that's of the, like, middle of the pack. Yeah, for like it's a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just a human being. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm interested to see how Patrick Bateman lines up with him me too yeah very excited Mm -hmm. me too yeah and you've already uh committed to throwing your bias out the window so yeah it's gonna be interesting (laughs) all right let's wrap this up before my laptop dies all right uh that was fun it was i honestly didn't think that move that discussion would be over 45 minutes but (laughs) it was a good one here we are uh like an hour and a half later yeah um yeah i enjoyed the movie um this discussion really helped me enjoy it a lot more Um, yeah i mean i think i think you should watch it in like six months time six months time okay come back to me uh in january I'm putting on my calendar. <laughs> All right. Um, anywho, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Jesus, I forgot what they all were for a second. Um, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our uh, Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. 
There's links to each of our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been a slice. <laughs> All right, guys. We will uh, talk to you next week. Yes, where we talk about Brooke's favorite horror movie of all time. Yes. American Psycho. Mm-hmm. I'm currently reading the book because you've already read it. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see how it uh, coincides. Yeah, I think you said you're like 20 pages in. Yeah, and I already can't stand it. <laughs> it's, it's rough, man. Like, it's just the, the dialogue. movie that they like describe everything like... Mm-hmm. Literally in the book, every single fucking sentence is yeah. like, yeah, it's they're, rough. they're uppity New York Wall Street lawyer pieces of shit, and the way that they talk drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to power through it. I'm going to hope to finish it before we record next week, but we'll see. We got some time. Yeah, a little bit. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you later. Bye.